1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: Loving your host, loving that sports talk, and always have a great show today. Uh, I'd like to give a good good, good. congratulations out to Matty. My first math competition that came in third. So good job, Maddie. And, uh, we got to keep up the good work. And, you know, my mm-hmm. work will used to see to come in first, you know, so, uh, we got a great show today. A lot to talk about, you know, who's won the Super Bowl, who didn't make it, who didn't make it, who's upset about people who won the Super Bowl. So it's going to be great, you know, good talk today. And, uh, Like always, you know, football, football, basketball, you know, still around them. Still playing, but you know, they got their problems in it. So uh we on Glove? Yes. How you doing today, Glover? No, this is that Eric Glover. I'm sorry I'm just babbling off, (laughs) Glove. Say it again? I thought I was just babbling off, sorry about that. Oh no, I thought I was good, man. I'm sorry I'm uh I'm sorry I'm late, man. I was you know me, man, doing 25 things at once. You know how I get out. Well, that's good. Well, like I said, well, I want to give a good shout-out to, you know, you, you know, being on the show, and um, always we got some, you know, I, I spoke to you, and we got a hot topic, so we're going to jump right in. You know, okay. we're always going to talk football, but you always know, about the hot topic. And one the hot topic that you know, I looked at it, and I've seen it on the Internet, and, and it always strikes me. You know, if, if I'm wrong if I'm right, you know, you know when teams play this game, it's, it's a hard fall game, and everybody want to win and goes along like that. But then you right. know comments come out and just baffle me. You know I'm mean, using a big word, baffle. You know the mean Google it, right? That's a big word. <laughs> That's a big word for you. Well, it's baffled the comments that it made, and then I was you know told that um, you know it, it wasn't racial, and, and I didn't look at it as racial. I just look at the comment that, you know, was made, was it was distasteful. And I'm talking about Wesley Walker, wife. Wesley played for
3: New England. When they lost,
2: she made a bad comment about Ray Lewis. Six six kids, four wives, of murder and would that be your role model? What do you think about that, Glenn? Well, you know what? Any Any time, you know, any time someone loses and it seems like, the last two years that New England's lost when they thought they should have won. It seemed like there's been comments coming out of New England. So it looked to me like their poor sports are bad sports. Now, when you go personal, which that's what Wes Welker's wife did, she got personal when she attacked a man's character by talking about how many wives, how many kids, and being charged with murder, which he wasn't charged with murder. So, see, she had her facts wrong. If, if you're going to comment, At least have your facts straight. It was obstruction of justice. It wasn't a double murder. But she slanted him by saying a double murder. And once you comment like that, you you can't take stuff like that back. You know, that's a character, that's a character thing right there. You can't call him a double murderer and then five minutes later say, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tweet that. What was wrong with me? You know, but we had this conversation and for me, it goes deeper. Because she's not even a player. She's not Wes Lucker. She's his wife. And I'm I'm not going to go into that. But what kind of conversation was going on during the game or whoever she was sitting with or on the ride home with her husband to make her feel comfortable enough to even make a comment like that? First, I got to apologize to Alyssa. My uh, computer was down. I didn't know. You know everybody's online, but we do have Terry online. Terry, you back? You there, TJ? I'm here, love. I'm here. How you been? Good, man. I'm fine. I, I didn't know who was all online. I just got my queue back up and running. So it was good to have you back. Right on, man. I'm fucking this move, What I'm doing. What do you, what do you think about the uh, what's going on? Can you hear me, Terry? Yeah, I can hear you now. What do you think about what's going on? Well, as far as uh, the New England Patriots are concerned, which is who I had actually even picked to go to the Super Bowl, it does seem to be that their sportsmanship has it's, it's come into question numerous times, and it starts at the coach and, and, and on down. Um, these other people that are making these comments, whether they're emotionally charged because of the competitiveness of the game, they want to call it, I think are totally outlandish. They have no place even making any comments. Um it, it it's ridiculous. Um but again, you know, why is an athlete's personal life being brought in to to the game of football or basketball? You know, that that that's another thing we have to question.
3: He's right. I I totally agree with you, TJ. What's up? I hope you get over that flu, brother. He's absolutely Right right. He's absolutely right. I mean,
2: like I said, my thing is this. You know, why the poor sportsmanship? You guys are a class organization. You have a class owner. But why is it? It seems like once they lose, it's like everybody goes to the left. It's part of the game. You win some, you lose some. Some teams are better on you in certain days, and some days you're better than that team. You know, but be a man about it because that's the bottom line. Be a man. You lost. Take your love, go home, prepare for next year. But outside
3: of all that sportsmanship,
2: that's not my problem because men are going to be men. My problem is a man's wife that has nothing to do with the game. She didn't, she didn't catch a ball. She didn't block nobody. She didn't tackle nobody. She had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Yet she's commenting. So again, what was her and her husband talking about on the car ride home? And how do you let your wife? Not that she can't talk, but how do you let her speak out of turn when she's not an athlete? Well, you would think. <coughs> Excuse me. You would think that she would have learned something from Brady's wife last year when she spoke out to make comments and that was against her own teammates. Okay? Uh you would have thought that she would have learned something by that. I mean everybody has a place. You know, love uh, we talk about uh your role when you play your role like if you're on the basketball court. Right. <laughs> you, everybody has a role and, and and your role would be to pass the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, everybody has a role and, and these players wise. Need to understand their role. Their role is there as a support for for their husbands and their team, not to, to step out of line and, and start making comments like you know they're they're preparing for battle to fight for them. That that's just totally out of the box. Well, it always seemed like the bad sportsmanship comes from New England Patriots. There's no problem when they go Super Bowl. Even when they lose the Super Bowl, they always got some comment. that, you know why that organization always got some bit of thing you know like. The coach, he can't even make an interview after they lose the game, brother. Every other loser coach does that. Why that organization? But that organization always want, you know, people want to see that organization in the Super Bowl. Why is that? Well, because it's a class organization. I mean, they, they're, they, they've they they been strong for a long period of time. They're expected to win. They're expected to do well. And they do well more often than not. And I don't think they know how to handle it. I don't think they understand how to handle defeat. Yeah. Uh, and and we've seen it time and time again. Is that it, Glenn? I don't think the organization yes. class, do you Well, you know what? I mean after after another incident like this happened, see, do we blame the organization or do we blame the athlete? Because like I said, the wife's not participating. So why are we giving her this much airtime? Why are we giving her this much news when she didn't play? You know, like I said, that's something that comes from within. The conversation, see, we don't know what the conversation that her and her husband had. Because he felt comfortable.
3: It wasn't <laughs> no big deal. You know, these guys' wives are feeling comfortable to
2: make comments after a loss. So, yes, it does take away from the organization. It's like yearly they're losing as much, you know, as classes as, as we thought they had. But, again, it's, it's, it's sad in my book. Because here's here's the big picture. Since the beginning of the season, all these things that she made a comment on was out there. Why do we wait till we lose the divisional championship game to bring them up? Why she didn't bring them up in September or October or November? Why does she wait until they lose the game in January? That shows a part of their character or her character, I should say, don't really know her. And we shouldn't be having this conversation because it's somebody's life. You follow me? It's not Wes Welker, it's his life.
3: Absolutely. You know what, and, and, and I agree, and it
2: makes you ask the question. Okay, what, if, what would have been another team? Would she have found something else to bring up about one of those in particular players? You know, it just it just makes you wonder. It's just it's the key too. Like Glove said, like what is it so important when these players, when the game's off, to watch and make these comments? Why are they getting all these airtime? And and I I thought about too, like what Glove said. That had to be talked about in your household before she made that comment. That one just come out at at the game like, hey, you got six kids and blah, blah, blah. uh, That didn't just come out. She was talking about that bed before the game and after the game, you know. So, what was that comment, right? And the reason they're uh, making those comments is because they know people are going to talk about it. It's new. It's no more interesting to me than... um, Another athlete's son or somebody else being arrested for some kind of misdemeanor. It, it's no different. Uh, that's that's fine. And we fall into that trap all the time. We just feel it's worthy and everybody decides they want to give it some time. But what Wes Welker's wife has to say matters nothing to me. And again, I'm like, love, well, I don't know why we're talking about it. What we should be talking about is them Dallas Cowboys and, and Riley. Right What's going on with that? Another player in Dallas got a DUI over the weekend. (laughs) We're gonna take a break and then when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about these cowboys. What's going on with them? You just hit, you just have, you know, one, one player, DUI killed one of them players and now another one go. So it's for James Loving, TJ, and Glove. We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past present and future we'll cover the camps on and off field and everything else football and beyond sports info um is heard mondays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports channel
0: sports and medicine go hand in hand
1: flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
2: This is James back with Loving That Sports Talk, as always. TJ, TJ, you're back. you you I'm, I'm I'm here, love. Yeah, and we all got every glove the glove out on there. Glove. We need that weather well, well, out here. It's cold as heck out here. Brother, it's 80 degrees in San Diego today. What's out the temperature out there, T? No, I think the 40s here. It's not bad at all. Well, Let's get on with this, you know, Glove. We was talking, and Terry was kind of amazed that, you know, what's going on with the Cowboys? You know, you had one of the players, you know, had a DUI and killed one of his teammates. When you would know not to do that, and we talked about this before, Terry and Glove, on the show that why these players have all this money don't hire a driver to take them to the clubs and that. We just had Jay Ratliff, one of the um, Cowboys. He, he used to be a starter, right, Terry? He used to what? Be a starter for the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know he, he had a lot he, of he, he, he um, yeah, I hadn't even heard guys. about it. Love, I, I hadn't even, I didn't know anything about it. But again, I mean. Here we go, everybody's making their own decisions and, and they choose to do uh the things that they choose to do because of whatever reasons i mean it's it's silly it's dumb it makes no sense um but here we go again, you know I mean there is no explanation for it. it's just stupidity. What do you think you would you would think after everything that organization has been through. With what just happened with the other two players, the one driving, the other one getting killed in a car accident while his teammate was under the influence, you would think that would be the last thing that that organization needs. And then here it is, you have another player who's already been having problems with the owner who was benched toward the end of the season over money because he feels he's being underpaid. You would think that this guy would be on a straight and narrow path. And here it is, once again, the Cowboys in the, are in the media for, for another another negative uh, mark. You know, it's, it, at what point do these guys get it? And, and, and we've talked about this. I mean, it was back then, you know, I don't know what show was, but at what point do it take to $100 to get a limo to drive, you know, you to the club and back? That's the place they're going. What does it take for these guys? I mean, you, you keep saying you know you want to drive your own car there, but I think you said the best club. You know, like didn't you know you were stumbling coming out of that club? You know, is that is that true there, or you know you agree? Well, if you think that these guys don't know what they're doing, then 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 you got another thing coming. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, they just don't think they're going to get caught. You know, why does a person keep stealing? They keep stealing because they don't think they're going to get caught, or they think they can get away with. It. Um why they they continue to do this is beyond me and it's it's not it 's not necessarily just a cowboys organization it's it 's that individual person it doesn 't matter what team you play for or what kind of tragedy you 've gone through you 're going to find them all around okay but it 's just that individual person now if Ratliff wants to be that selfish and and, and, and and you know to to continue to do those kinds of things that one of his teammates or somebody has just been involved in, then that's on him, you know? I mean, they could do with Des Bryant for, for the whole Cowboys team and, and, and send bodyguards and people to take care of him. I mean, these guys are grown men Then they make their own decisions. And if those are the decisions that they want to make, then I guess the Cowboys need to decide on whether they want those people on their football team or not. <clears throat> Well, you, you can't say just the Cowboys. I mean, it's just like every player, and it's trickling down to, I mean, a lot of players. Do you agree, Michael? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's only the Cowboys. What I'm saying is this: after what they just went through at the end of the season, losing a player, another be another player being charged in his death. Now you would think. Like I said, these are young men, so we gotta, you know, understand that aspect of it. But you just lost a teammate to a tragedy. You're gonna lose another teammate to some jail time. Why would you put yourself in that same situation that your teammate is in? Cause what's gonna happen is, the teammate that's up on charges, he's gonna be convicted. And then you're gonna go to court and that same judge is gonna be like, are you freaking kidding me? Your teammate just was convicted. You lost a teammate, and after all this is said and done, you're going to go drink and drive? i got to get you also, and i got to give you a stronger penalty because you didn't learn from your teammates. And so now the organization, if they have an issue of getting rid of you, now they're going to get rid of you. You know, they got to clean up that image, and they're going to clean it up by making an example out of you. Yeah, and, and, and before that, remember I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals. I said all the players get in trouble and arrested and you know like that. But if you keep letting it go on, but then if you don't, you know what can you do? You can't go and I said it. I said it, Terry. and we argue about. it, You can't police these guys twenty-four-seven every day, even off the season. So what? What can you do about this problem? Well, I I think they're doing all they can do. I mean, it's no different than being out in the world and doing alcohol and drug awareness type stuff. I think they do that. But at some point, you as an individual, okay, as an athlete, as a person who knows they are under the microscope, as a person who knows that from your notoriety you are going to be looked at differently in, in our society, you have to make a conscious effort, a conscious decision to turn and change the way that you're doing things. And until that happens, there isn't anything anybody can do. Again, these guys are all individuals. It's not the league's responsibility to police you. I mean, you're a grown man being paid lots of money. You're under a contract and you know those terms and conditions and, and, and rules of, of that contract and it's up to you to abide by them. If you don't, then you should be, you should be gone. You should be fined. You should be uh kicked out of the league or, or, or whatever they deem necessary. But can I got you mm-hmm. out there? That goes from my point when, I, when we argue about why I gotta be police on the off season. What I do is what I do. Hey again, well I mean you're you're gonna be subject to punishment if you break the law. Whether you're on season or off season, you're under contract. Okay? You you get a pay you get paid. Yeah, you're, you're, you're under contract. You still have to abide by by what the contract says. So if you get a DUI in your off season, well, why, why are you not subject to penalties under the contract under, in, in the league? Why would you not? Why do you think? Oh, okay, since I'm not playing, it's all free and void now. Oh, I agree, T. I agree with TJ hundred percent. But what you're saying is too, James. What happens off the field shouldn't affect what happens by them being an athlete. But the other side of the coin is you got to remember they show the job that's in the public's eye. So you should act accordingly. You should conduct yourself accordingly. Now, are they held at a higher standard? Of course, and they should be because for some strange reason, people want to call them role models. Okay, so within saying all that, you have an obligation, a moral obligation, not only to yourself but to the organization, to the community and you should conduct yourself you know with that moral obligation in mind and and what the one thing we we keep forgetting or the one thing we don't understand is these are young men at the end of the day. These are young boys, these are young men, I have to say they're young with a whole lot of money. And too much free time, and so no one, and I'm gonna say it, no one have taught them what it is to be a man. They've been coddled, they've been cradled. No one's taught them how to get from being twenty twenty one and broke to being twenty two twenty three and being a multimillionaire. Nobody gave them that advanced course, so that's why they're lacking because they don't have it emotionally or mentally. But you said, you said you agree with Terry, agree with me, Glove, and, and I argue with Terry about it, we keep You know, when is this your time? Your time, okay. If I drink in my office get drunk, this is my time. We go with that before, you know, if I go out and get, you know, this is my time. Why is it so that it's, you know, I'm still, you, you get my point? I, I don't even know how to even say it because why is it so important that if I'm not playing during the season, what I do is so important. I mean, if you go out, And you go get drunk all day, you're not gonna get fired from your job, are you? You can. TJ, you go out and get drunk. That's right, it's not a matter of you going out and getting drunk, it's a matter of you breaking the law. You're breaking the law. You got pulled over for a DUI. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm not playing football, so now I'm gonna go out and have a good time and go party, and then I'm gonna go home, and you know, I, I don't get in trouble. No. What happened is, he went out and got drunk, and he decided to drive his car, which is against the law. He broke the law. That's where the punishment comes in. Look, nobody's saying that you can't go out to the club and you can't have a good time when you're not on, you know, when, when, when you're not playing or if it's off season. And as long as you don't break the law, how, how many of these guys go out and enjoy themselves and don't get in trouble and break the law? I mean, you never hear about it because... You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's abundant, but these very few get caught, whether it's marijuana possession, whether it's, you know, DUI, whether it's family violence. I mean, hey, they break the law and that's when your name gets put in the paper and that's when you get recognized. You agree with that, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, I totally. I mean, you know, you keep making the, the statement or you keep commenting about it not being seized This is their personal life, but you gotta remember, their life is always under the microscope. So anything they do is magnified, is magnified ten times over for the sake of the public because the public has the opinion to say, see, here it is. We gave them money. Look at them. Look how they act. Look how they are. You know, so you're right. They shouldn't be judged. But at the end of the day, like, like Radliff, he, he hit, he hit parked cars. He hit a parked truck. So he had accidents upon driving under the influence. So like I said to you earlier, at some point he knew he stumbled to his car. Then the other thing is, you know, the excessive speed and, and, and all that which entails with the DUI. I mean, look, at their young men. They should be able to have a good time and be able to have fun. But they also got to know at the end of the day, they're going to be held accountable at a higher standard for their actions. Hey, Glove, even though he may not have stumbled to his car, he knew how many drinks he put down, okay? Exactly. That's what's important. He knew how many exactly. drinks he set their pants.
3: You
2: know, we got to take enough, rape, but Glove will tell you, all not getting it. They are human. Man, they're not nobody superman, you know. Everybody keeps saying they this and that. They're the same people put their pants on just like you guys. Everybody make it like they... They're gonna make mistakes, guys. So when we come back, uh, I want to hear what y'all comment on that. Well, this is James. This is um, TJ. TJ sick. the sick TJ. So <laughs> <laughs> he's sick of those those dogs on cowboys in there. Leg love. Leg <laughs> <laughs> hey, love. He ain't call this cause he missed cause he don't he was gonna talk about him, but but he avoided us for two weeks. That's all right, Terry. got to work. He got his first job, right, T? That's right. But we had something for him, didn't we? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back. Eric Glover, 80 and 70. We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. America sports
0: do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction NASCAR IndyCar NHRA Formula One or even logo racing hit pass USA has got to Larry Henry here, host of Fit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your row seat to the world of racing, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF
1: America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a vicious ass and then move oh, on. I, guess, I just think that the coach made a mistake. You know?
0: crazy.
3: <laughs>
1: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth.
3: We ain't playing around here.
1: Voice America Sports.
2: This is Jack. Love with TJ and Eric Love back with and Sports Talk. And you know what? Well, we want to move on with the MC, but I think I asked you a question, Glover, you know, before we went to, what was that break? And I heard you say, Terry. I was absolutely right. I heard that right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, you guys should chime in, Terry and Lowe. Like, when we was that Wyoming? You know, I use that example. During the season, we knew we had to be on our P's and Q to get in trouble. No, off season we got a little bit wilder, you know. That's why I'm trying to make my point with that with these guys. Why we gotta be watched on our off season, you know, that's what I'm saying. Who wants to offer? Here, I'll go first, love. First of all, you're talking about something totally different. We're talking about breaking the law. You tell me that if you were in the off season in Wyoming and you got in trouble to where you broke the law and you were charged with a crime, that that wouldn't affect when football season came back in I think it would have and that's the difference we're talking about here we're not talking about breaking NFL policy we're talking about breaking the law and that's what these guys are doing when they go get DUIs and they get charges it's because they're breaking the law so therefore they are just as responsible and have to be accounted, accountable for when for their football team or their football season or you know the NFL rules or whatever they deem necessary. Well, I totally agree. That's the point right there. We're not talking about on season or off season. We're talking about them breaking the law. Bottom line. That's that's the bottom line right there. Is them breaking the law, them being responsible. That's it. It doesn't matter if it's during the season. It doesn't matter if it's off season. The the point is they're breaking the law. That was the whole comment. Thanks, TJ. That was it right there, Jake. That was it, huh? I understand what you're saying, you know. But I was just saying that, you know, you know as a player, my point is, I know you're right, Terry and Glove, you're right. But my thing as a player, when it's the off season, you do a little thing a little bit wilder. That's all I'm saying. And you're you're right. You can do things wilder. But you just can't get in trouble. You can't get caught. You can't go to jail. Well, you, you're not – and I was just saying, Terry, but I'm, what I'm saying is you're not paying attention to that. You know what I'm saying? You're, right. you're not paying attention to you, – you're paying attention when the season is going. It could be college, high school, whatever. During the season, you're paying attention. But the off-season, you sitting there, that you're not paying attention to it more because you saying, hey, it's my time. Do you get what I'm trying to say, though? Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying a little bit, but you you, you got to pay attention to whether you're going to jail. You can't sit there and tell me that – during the football season, you're not going to do the same things that could get you thrown in jail or get you charged with a crime as you would be doing in the off season. Okay? And, and you're going to be doing it. I mean, you ain't going to hang out to 2 in the morning during the season. But that's not going to get you thrown in jail. Yeah, that's because you all drinking at 2 in the morning is the way you get picked up. Not if you take a cab home. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right, well <laughs> hey, you're absolutely, at, at the bottom line, the point that you're missing, James, that TJ keeps, keeps saying, he keeps commenting on is the law being broken. It's not the action of going out partying. It's not the action of being out till two o'clock in the morning. It's not the action of drinking. The action is once you break the law. Bottom line. You can drink till four or five in the morning. During season and when season's off. But once you break the law, that puts you in a whole other category. That's what he's saying. I know exactly what he's saying. I, I, you know, but I still want to fight the point. To saying, you know, he said during the season. All season, I may try to make a point where during the season I'm gonna go home at nine ten o'clock. I might still have the amount, same amount of drink. I had at four o'clock, but at ten o'clock, it you tell you, you know you're on the street. Four o'clock every the morning, police out there. No, you out there drinking right? Ten o'clock, you'll be settled getting home with that same amount of drink. That's during the season, off season. You see one point though? <laughs> uh love, this is just kinda like beating a dead horse. It, yeah I, I see what you're saying, but it's not the same thing. Hey you gotta remember, James, when that when that uh player was killed in Dallas while yeah. he was riding with his teammate, that was during the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, Yeah. That wasn't in the off season, that was during the season when these guys are getting DUIs outside of this individual that just got one here recently, when most of these things are happening, a large percentage of the time they're happening during the season. During the season, right. So, so you know what, go ahead. I I totally agree, you're right. You're right, and I totally see Terry point, you know what I mean, I do. So, and I guess what I'm going to tell you is the punishment that Radlish may endure may not have anything to do with um, with the Dallas Cowboys because, again, it wasn't in season, but he broke the law. I mean, I, I don't know what what the difference is going to be, or if there is going to be a difference. But well, let's get on, on, that, on that, before that before we get to our last topic. topic. You know, let's get on that. The punishment, and you know, you look at Dante if he killed somebody. Then you have Michael Vick. You know that with dogs, you look at when they was drunk driving, he got what was it, thirty days in jail. Mhm. Who was that? Dante Stowers. He got a year, but he only did like nine months or ten months, something like that. And was back in the NFL. You tell me, dogs is more important than you all know, drinking, driving, killing in, in the NFL? You know what I'm saying? What do you guys say? Well, that's a that's a whole nother ball game, and. No, I, I definitely don't agree with that. And I, and I think it's about punishment. I was talking, we were about punishment. <laughs> that the NFL punish, you know, with these, you know, like you say, these punishments. We talk about what the NFL, how they punish. When you said that, you, that's why I brought that scenario up. You know, that's what yeah, yeah. I was meaning. <laughs> absolutely. And I agree with that. Um, no, I don't. You know, Michael Vick, let's just face it, I think he got a raw deal. Well, and then we all know that. We, I think we all... The majority could agree with that. I, I don't think by no means should he had suffered what consequences he suffered, um, for the crime that was committed in comparison to a Dante Stallworth. Okay? And it's totally off base and it doesn't fit. But well, before you answer, Glow, and I think that's what we had talked about, what Glow was saying, and you said there, the punishment. These guys went out getting DUIs thinking, hey, the punishment ain't gonna be severe. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy that killed his teammate, the punishment gonna be severe. With you know these DUIs, I know what you' saying there. Am I right, Glove? You know what? I I, I hear you, but I'm gonna have to disagree because I think for, for that guy, for the individual that killed his teammate, I think he's gonna get, according to the law of Texas, what he has coming to him. Now here's where it gets here's where it gets crazy, because I think Ratliff gets punished harder because of the circumstances before him. So they're going to say, here it is, your teammate did it, and you didn't learn anything from it. So I think he's going to get punished in court. I think he's going to get released by the Cowboys. And prior to that, I think he's going to get released by the Cowboys because I think the NFL is going to suspend him. So I think he's going to get that triple deal right there by being suspended from the NFL, getting released from the Cowboys, and getting some jail time. Well, we we got to understand also under the eyes of the law, each person is, is looked at differently. Okay, along with their record, and uh, Steel Ratliff may have the same record or 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 if or, or no record. I don't know, but a judge is not gonna gonna sense you just because of your teammate. You know what I mean? This just, just happened to your teammate. At least that's not the way it should happen. Um, he will probably get a standard DUI if this is his first one. Um, which is probably going to include a fine and and, and some um, uh probation or, or or whatnot, depending on what his record is. Um, that's the way it should roll. Well, first we got to correct Terry. He said Theo rather, so we don't say Theo. <laughs> we Theo McShaw. So. The so Theo be like, I was not have no DUI. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Jay Rallis, but. You know, and we talk about punishment, and I think you're right, Glove, and you're gonna, he, both of you guys right, you're gonna look at his first offense, it might not be severe, Glove, and what you're saying, that they're gonna look at that, but, he's probably gonna get released, you know, and, and probably the NFL gonna like, like, suspend him for four games, but, if it's his first offense, they might go light on him. You guys agree? Yeah, the league and the Cowboys might do something harder on him, but I don't know that, you know, the court system can. Okay, nah, I, I agree with that. The league and the Cowboys may, Cowboys may, um dismiss him and, 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 and the league may fine him or suspend him for a, a you know, a longer period of time than they normally probably would. But, you know, none, none of it's gonna, none of it's gonna be his benefit. That's for sure. This was, this was a dumb move and, and, um, you know, he's just gonna have to suffer the consequences for it. You're right, sir. Well, you say, go up. No, I agree. All I, all I was saying was whatever the law is for Texas, he's not going to get the minimum. He, there's no way they're going to give him the minimum because you got to look at it. They are two different situations. One was alcohol and the death involved. The other was an uh, alcohol-related traffic incident. So, yeah, there are two different incidents, but alcohol was the accelerant. So I'm not saying, what I'm saying is this right here is that I just think under the circumstances, I think they give him, if they can, the max time under Texas law. Uh, and, and you think of that glove because he should have known? Yes. Which, which, which each individual <laughs> case is judged solely by that case, which it should be, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Well, we got that out of the way today, you know, that was one of those big things when I we gotta to get to the grand prize. When we come back from break, we're gonna get to this Super Bowl run, um, um, who's in it, you know, Baltimore and forty nine, and that's what you guys think. I don't think anybody would predict the beginning of Baltimore forty nine, did you guys? I did not. Um, in fact I had New England going and and I'm I'm rooting for Baltimore. Who'd you have, bro? Well, you had New England, right? You know, I had New England, San Francisco, San Francisco winning, but I did change up last week once I looked at the numbers and and hoped the New England, i mean, hoped that Baltimore would win—but still, I got San Francisco winning everything. Well, there we go. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, who who we got, man, heavily and and lightly, and uh, what happened on the road to the Super Bowl. We'll be right back.
1: p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football.
0: Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving by Loving That Sports Talk as always. TJ, I'm here, love.
2: And we got Eric Love, on Diego. You there, Yes, sir. I'm here, Love. Well, guys, we got a caller on line from Chicago, Illinois. Kevin Carr. You there, Kevin?
3: Yes, Jimmy. How are you, sir?
2: Good, good. How you doing today?
3: I'm fine, Mr. Lovin. Doing fine. Listen, I just wanted to make comment and see what people think regarding the, uh, coaching skills of the Harbaugh brothers and if, if, if you think it was more talent or just the fact that they were able to do a superior job at coaching uh, in, in terms of what contributed to the uh, win for Baltimore and uh, Indianapolis. Well,
2: I'm going to start off, um, Kevin, we got Terry and Glover. I know they're going to go a long way, but – one, I gotta start with San Francisco and I think you know, back in the days, Kevin, yeah, we used to talk sports, you know, a lot till I start beating you so bad. I going to bring that up. But um I think San Francisco was already that team was there. You fire uh Mike Singletary and then you bring somebody in, all he had to do was just maintain it. That team already had that Super Bowl in now. What well, you guys well, say? well
3: well, Jim, now one thing you have to look at, coaching can bring out the worst of you or bring out nothing in you, and, and Singletary didn't do that for San Francisco. Now, whatever Harbaugh has done, either, you know, set them in different positions or talking to them in a different way, he has brought out that skill in them. And as an example, a lot of people didn't think Baltimore had a chance to beat New England.
2: Go Kevin. and some coaching nice. Guys, right. go ahead and load up him about San Francisco first. Go okay, <laughs> Terry, Glove. Uh, I, I I agree with you. Los San Francisco did have a good team already. Uh, they they had great talent, and you know I also agree with, with our caller as well. I mean, you 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 do have to have uh, you got to know your players. You got to be able to communicate with your players, and there's a way you get certain things across. To your players uh, and, and and the team, uh, so maybe that was an attribute that he brought in that Singletary did not have. Um, I, I don't know, but San Francisco did have a good football team, um, and, and they were up and coming.
3: Whoever, most, most, most I agree with that totally. That they were there, but somebody had to bring it out of them. And I, I well, take my hat off to both of the Harborough brothers uh, for doing a superior job this year in coaching. So that's that's the comment that I want to make. Okay, cool. Okay. No, I know I can't wait for this. Sounds, you ready for this, it, it sounds good. It, it sounds good, but you got to look at it like this. Whenever whenever you
2: get into a new coaching job, you get a four year window to turn the program around. My man Mike Singletary got three years. The team was already developed. He had been through three three offensive coordinators. They were going in the right direction. He had a falling out with Vernon Davis. They let him go. Next year, which was last year, not this year, would have been year number four. So what Harbaugh brought out of them, Singletary had already
3: brought it out. So all Harbaugh did was maintain what Singletary had already established. Last year was year number four. They made it to the NFC Championship. This is year number five. Now they're in the Super Bowl, so they were on track.
2: Whoever was in that coaching job last year and this year was going to the Super Bowl because the team was already there.
3: Now, are they good coaches? Yes.
2: I think they're real good coaches. And you talk about, you know, them bringing out things and players that Singletary couldn't, it was already there. Them grown men. And, and you're right, uh, I love so. now, One thing that needs to be understood is that Mike Singletary preached accountability, and he preached accountability for and from everybody. And um, he, he made everybody what? accountable.
3: Why, why won't so he, he get another chance? Right? What's that, Kevin? All right, why won't he get another chance from a team somewhere? Well, that's, that's,
2: that's the question. And, and nobody can answer. Uh, I know they were, they were, they were talking about, um, a lot of African American, um, offensive coordinators. Um, I'm, and, and I'm glad you said that, know, that, because, because so why isn't Lovey given another chance? If you kind of think right. that he can bring some out of the players, there
3: go your question too. Okay, here's a question like for Lovey. Now, uh, a lot of people... But you gave Andy Reid a chance. They don't think he should have been fired, but I won that think they needed a change. Lovey to me, had a problem with making half-time adjustments. The same with Singletary. He had a problem with uh, making half-time adjustments. Now, I don't think Singletary ever made the playoffs, did he? No. no. Yes. Yeah. No. No, he didn't make the playoffs. So... The talent was there, which don't mean he made it there. I Meaning that people had the talent, but you have to sometimes. That's what coaching is all about: coaching that talent, and that's something Singletary, to me, tried to emulate Dicker so much until he missed the point of trying to understand the players. But, but Kevin, you say
2: coaching is the talent, yeah. But you got to remember you got so many talented people, it's gotta to match together. You just can't do it in one year. It takes time like Glover Third. How long
3: was Singletary there? It was two only what, two years? How three. long? He was there three years, but you also got Okay, remember. how long was Harborall there?
2: Oh my goodness
3: <laughs> <laughs> Harbaugh is in the Super Bowl in two years. Now we wanna credit Mike Singletary for it. We can go ahead but it ain't true. I mean, I got to give those guys the brothers credit I, for what I didn't even think Harbaugh had the mental ability to do what he's doing. But now, as an example, that switch he made with the quarterback this year—how me I mean, you he looks like Campbell, a genius. Do you credit Kissman
2: or do you credit Dungey? Who you, you, you credit for that Super Bowl team? Which
3: you Super Bowl? When uh, oh, Kissman came man. in and won after they fired Dungey. Oh, and, and then uh, I call him uh, – uh, I, I can't think of his name. Uh, he, he took him to the Super Bowl. Well, Dungy built a powerful team, but he didn't get him over. But he proved to me he definitely had the ability to coach because he'd go to Indianapolis, and even though he had an a outstanding quarterback and things in place already, he was able to take them to the top. He had Manning there. That makes a big, big difference. Uh, and he shows a lot of leadership with that. I'm just saying to you, we have to recognize when talent is there, and we have to give those brothers credit. And I'm not really a fan of theirs, but I, I take my hand off to both of them. Um, I can't do it. Can't and, and I do can't do wait it. to talk about this Baltimore game. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't do it. Well, we really got one minute. Go ahead. You call this too late. Go ahead. Well, we need, we need to step in. And, and, and he's right. And, and, and we do give him credit because there's a lot more that goes into a football season and making it to the playoffs than just one change. Okay, whether it be a coach or whether it be one player here on offense and one player here on defense, it's a team effort. And, 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 and the Harbaugh brothers have done a good job. I don't think they are so responsible for, for being successful. I mean, because again, it's a team effort and, and, and they don't play the game. Um but yeah, you give credit where credit is due. Right. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We only got thirty seconds, but can right. you gotta call back in it'll be the Baltimore game before the Super Bowl, we got to get your input on that, all right? Okay. okay. Thank you for calling in. And um uh, like again, another show and I don't know what Kevin talking about. He gotta be a little crazy, but we'll go with it, right guys? All right. <laughs> Take care now. All right. <laughs> uh, it's another great show, guys. You know next week. Man, we got to get on it, right? Yes, sir. that's right. Hey, Love, I need I need ten seconds. I need to talk about right. Gary Cassay and his book real quick. Uh, for all the listeners out there, if you're a reader of uh, um, Murder, this is a good book. It's a Duke Becker novel. Um, the first one is uh, Murder in Silence. The second one is Murder by Prophecy. I'm on book two and I'm almost done. Uh, it's written by Gary Cassay and published by Sapphire Star Publishing. Uh, you guys go out there and get this book. Go out and get in. Uh next week we we'll talk a little bit more too about it. Get it on there before we run out of time. All right, love. Alright guys. See you next week. Alright, take care.